Welcome to the Not Your Average podcast, where you are empowered to live purposefully from the inside out. Now, today's episode is going to be on how not to care what others think of you. And I think I've touched on this in previous episodes and snippets here and there as part of, you know, one of the topics that we cover. But as ever, my aim with this podcast is to complement the style that you get on Style Symphony with the substance here because I believe that every person is a 360 kind of person and therefore really our minds are actually what determines how we show up in the world, um, how we interact with the world, what we perceive and ultimately how courageous we are with certain things that we want to pursue or even certain habits that we want to let go of and one of the habits that every human being as an adult will have to learn how to shed and I would argue that most of adulthood is learning how to shed some some of these constructed uh, societal sort of things or ideals or what we think are principles but actually when you deconstruct them they're not very useful and they don't actually work in your day-to-day life and they won't get you the growth and the results that you may want as a person so one of the things that I as I mentioned in the intro is how not to care what others think of you why because we are really indoctrinated um, and you might say the advertising industry may be hugely responsible for this but I would say in terms of particularly in the West, again, I never speak for any other countries or regions that I haven't lived in. We're sort of shown things, you should be this, you you should have this job, this money, this uh, partner, or if, you're, if you don't, then what's going on? Or if you do, then how many children have you got? If you don't have any children, when are they coming? If you, you know, if you wear makeup, then you're doing it because you're insecure. If you don't wear makeup, then you know, you're doing it because you're tired. Like, it's all of these things, all these messages that we get. And it's really designed to get you to sort of feel insecure and, and so therefore look outside of yourself for a solution. But, you know, I always love this quote that says, you can't heal in the same place that made you sick. So you can't look for validation in the same place that's tearing you down so just like if you were in a toxic you know interaction or friendship or whatever you're not going to get the closure or the uh, remorse or the healing you may want from the same place that you know damaged you in some way what you want to do is look elsewhere and I would argue that looking outside of yourself is not the best because you will end up putting your hat your life and your self-esteem and your confidence and your self-perception in the hands of people and circumstances that are subject to change and that are sometimes fickle and that are really usually very temporary and the opinions change uh like wildfire so Whilst I acknowledge it's natural to want to know what others may think of you or the impression that you create, because this is a crucial part of self-awareness. You want to know how you're coming across. We've all met people who 
you know at first we're like oh maybe they're social awkward and then later you find out no this is a choice in terms of behavior you never want to be that person but I would argue that most of us know you know what the general etiquette is for you know interacting with one another in a kind uh, and assertive way because those two ideas are actually not polar opposites I think you can be kind and assertive as well however the issue is when these opinions may start to define you they just start to determine your decisions your mood uh any major life choices you may make maybe which city that you live in which or country that you live in you know who you interact with how you show up whether you are fully who you are or whether you're having to shrink so again Being aware of the impression that you may make is not a negative thing. It's a very natural thing. It's actually part of how we look to meet one of our needs, which is belonging within a social group, whether that's a professional one or a personal one. So that is part of a human need. But what you can't do is actually care and ruminate about what other people think of you because their opinion could definitely change, especially if your position within that social hierarchy changes or if you're seen to be popular or if you're seen to be someone that people gather around, you will quickly see the people who once sort of would have looked you over be more, uh, I don't know, deferential towards you. So I think that you have to keep in mind that these opinions are very fickle and they're ultimately based on very shallow, shaky sort of impressions or opinions because really ultimately quite a lot of people just want proximity to power popularity visibility all of that and so this is why you can't tether yourself to these outside things because they change as we've seen in the last 18 months change is a guarantee of life so this principle about how not to care about what people think of you is actually going to help you become a person who adapts well in the life that we live and in whatever circumstances you find yourself because if others disapprove or can move you mentally and physically your life is actually not your own you may think it is but one person's side eye or you know silence even because a lot of people use that nowadays so that they don't appear aggressive but that's also not a great move um you know or even people just outwardly sort of disparaging maybe or dismissing or making backhanded compliments it's all of these things if you are affected by them long term or you allow yourself to dwell on them then they are going to rule your life and you will end up like a hamster on a wheel coming from one wheel to another but then never achieving anything in your life or never being fulfilled so my first point on how not to care what others think of you is apply the five by five rule and what is the five by five rule it is if it won't matter to you in five years do not spend more than five minutes thinking worrying or ruminating about it So this lets you practice how to become self-aware of your thought patterns and also 
how often you may spend dwelling on something. So we're so bombarded, as I said earlier, we're bombarded by personal and societal pressures. But no one else but you will have to live with the consequences of your actions, your choices. So really, while somebody else may be advising you about something or may appear to be advising you, you are the one who's going to live with that consequence. So you have to think for yourself and ask yourself, is this something that will really matter in five years? If this person is annoyed with me for five minutes or doesn't like the fact that I have boundaries, for example, or doesn't like the fact that I'm progressing in life, because that's a huge, huge indicator of, you know, who is for you and who will last the long haul in your life, then again, if it's not going to matter for you in five years, picture your life in five years. Will you be sitting there worrying about X, Y, and Z? Probably not. So the best way to take care of yourself and put mental guardrails is to give yourself five minutes. Just think about it. Is there something I can do about it? If not, can I change my attitude? If not, what can I do to change my attitude? It's a, it's a, it's a very intentional and intense sort of process, but it, again, increases your self-awareness. And crucially, this helps you mentally declutter so that you are lessening how often you ruminate. Everybody ruminates. We all ruminate. We just ruminate about different things. But it's not helpful for us cognitively, um, emotionally, physiologically, and certainly not physically. So what you want to do is get rid of that mental clutter, do a clean out. So just as you would do a spring clean of your house or you do a seasonal clean of things that you're not using, why? Because they're not useful to you. So some of these thought patterns, some of these sort of dwelling on things, it makes things heavy. And actually, as I mentioned in an earlier podcast, sometimes your brain can't tell the difference between a memory and what's happening right in front of you. So if you keep thinking about it again, it's actually proven that your brain can't tell the difference. Then you end up feeling those same feelings again. And then your body also comes into it and starts reacting in the same way again. So you are effectively causing your brain and your body to relive a situation that it doesn't need to. As I always say, this is not to diminish what anybody has gone through. If you have gone through trauma, grief, um, you know, any of that kind of stuff then you really do, as always, as I always say, seek a licensed professional therapist, psychologist, counsellor. Always do that. There is no shame in that. There is a wisdom in that. But in terms of getting your mind right, the 5 by 5 rule really helps you declutter because even if you do see those professionals, it's really going to be up to you to do the work Uh, for yourself and believe me long term this is one of the things that has compounding interest like every habit that we have we can build in good habits so the five by five rule ask yourself I won't care about this in five years if this person isn't going to be in my life in five years if the situation isn't really going to impact me in five years do I really need to spend time worrying about it no so if someone's rude to you at the cashier or a help desk or you know, whilst you're traveling, understand that this person is completely insignificant to your uh, larger reality. So sometimes you have to see things in the macro so that in the micro, you can manage your emotions, manage your mind so that it doesn't manage you. 
And I always say that if the mind is heavy, the heart is usually closed. I'll say that again. If the mind is heavy, the heart is usually closed. And that means that you won't be able to open your heart to opportunities, to you know, professional and personal growth, to just seeing even just the beauty of the kindness that can occur, although the news does their best to say, to sort of show the worst of humanity. So I don't encourage that you watch it uh, often at all. But what I will say is that you won't be able to notice just how amazing it is to be alive, healthy, and to have the opportunity to then grow and to even have the space to think about how you can grow as a person and live in purpose and leave a mark that helps other people. So clear clear your mind so not only that you can look after your body, but also so that your heart is open to the best of what you can live out in your life so that you can maximize this life so that you won't have any regrets. My second point about how not how to yeah how not to care what people think of you is stop giving your personal power away and one of the things that I wrote down on this point was some things some situations and people really don't deserve a response from you sometimes not saying anything is a response in itself not springing into action always trying to rescue a situation because you know sometimes it's not because you're necessarily experiencing something negative but if you find yourself having to prove your worth and I would argue even in the professional arena why because you're in that job already or you're in that business or you're in that startup or even if you're studying now you're in that class because somebody had to put a tick next to your name to say yes we want this person so you already are there you're already at at the table so don't shrink back from trying to you know show your intelligence or your empathy or you know just what value that you can bring to the table own that and stop walking around as if you're asking people for permission because what I found is that even people who are well-meaning they can get into that position because you know relationally human beings operate on polarity I'll say that again human beings opposite operate on polarity so we talk about feminine and masculine energy um, and that also works even in work situations even in friendships because it's more about uh, dominant energy versus the energy that's more flowing and what I mean by that is if you're always drinking back if you're always you know not advocating for yourself always posturing things as if you're asking for permission rather than just going ahead rather than you know, just don't hesitate in going for it, then the other person or the other situation will create, it will create an impression for how other people can treat you. And they'll see, well, you're busy giving your personal power away. Why? Because you're busy trying to prove how good of a person you are. And you don't need to prove that. You don't need to prove that you're a good person because people will always talk. So regardless of whether you are the kindest person somebody somewhere will always try to find something you know you could be the ripest juiciest peach in the orchard and somebody or somewhere will be like well I hate peaches and I hate everything to do with peaches sometimes you're just not people's cup of tea and 
once you accept that, you stop giving your personal power away because you know that you have nothing to prove. Now that doesn't mean that you don't work hard and work smart or you're not kind to people or you're not considerate or you're not reciprocal. No, what that means is that you're doing that because you know that's what you want. That's the value that you add in that relationship, that you know that you are an asset in that workplace, in that friendship, in that um, relationship, in that family situation, whatever it is, you know, and that's out of your personal principles about how you operate. So it's not because you're trying to get people to think you're a good person because anybody with genuine discernment and perception will be able to spot that. And I also want to uh, preface this that sometimes people won't like you because you are a nice person, because you are kind, because people gravitate towards that. So again, you don't have to do anything. And if you don't realize that, you will always be giving your personal power away. You will always be seeking validation from even the people who don't want to validate you. And that is a dangerous place to be on because when you don't know who you are, other people and sometimes, you know, insecure, um, you know, hateful, unscrupulous people can want to see you down and they will tell you who you are and they will usually undercut you, underestimate you. You know, it's just like when people say, take salary negotiation for example, that's quite an obvious one that everyone has at some point had to hopefully uh, sort of face, but you will always be lowball. So you have to know your value. You have to know what you're worth because it doesn't matter. It, if you take the emotion out of it and stop giving your personal power in that situation, it's because you know this is the this is I'm an asset to this situation. So yes, I've come to work, but I don't. I'm not here to prove that I'm a nice person. And the irony with this world is that the slightly less agreeable you are, the more respect that you get because people who are slightly less agreeable are not really concerned about being liked. Sometimes they're more concerned, and this is not for all. So just to obviously take it by case by case basis, but they're generally more concerned about being right. And I think if you're concerned about doing what is right in the situation or saying or doing things that add value, then you won't really be bothered about whether people agree with it or not. And you will learn how to separate other people's opinions from your worth, which is key. And my third and final point about how not to care what others think of you is not to sound morbid, but the reality is you probably won't care on your deathbed when you're old and gray and like 112. You really won't be concerned about what so-and-so said 30 years before, you know, 50 years before, whatever. You really won't because what will matter to you is whether you lived out a purposeful life, the people in your life that you cultivated healthy, not perfect, but healthy relationships with, and whether you were able to, as you feel, fulfill, as I said, your purpose in this world. So again, you're not really gonna be bothered about what somebody, particularly people who aren't in your inner circle, will say about you, you know, and I have to be caveat that, even if it's people who has, have spread things about you that may not be true, it actually doesn't matter because you're still here, right? <laughs> you know, it reminds me of that gif, like, did you die though? You know, I think that guy was from that movie, The Hangover. But anyway, I digress. 
the idea is that you did not necessarily you know your life didn't end because of that your situation didn't get you know eternally worse now it may have been extremely you know traumatic sometimes in some cases it could have been extremely underhand and unscrupulous but i can guarantee those people are not happy and number two if you allow people to affect your life after they leave or people who really have moved on from their life they don't care they're probably doing that to somebody else now or even people who tell you positive things sometimes that can also last and then they can turn around and be completely different as we've seen with a lot of people with narcissistic personality disorder it's what we call love bombing one minute they they put you on a pedestal so they can bring you back down the purpose of controlling you mentally why because then you get really um sort of sucked into the whole somebody giving you compliments and always being lovely towards you and always be and then you get confused and what we call cognitive dissonance when you get negative feedback or when you get uh, you know unprovoked sort of people do that a lot of times because they feel that that's a power habit but when you know who you are when you're on your deathbed trust me you will not be thinking about that and anybody who's wondering how do you know that there is a lady called Byron Katie I think I mentioned her before I think that's her name but anyway her job was as a palliative care nurse and she wrote a book which I think then formed the top 5 regrets of the dying and one of them was actually caring less about what people think that people who were reaching the end of their days wished that they had cared less about what other people thought so you have one step ahead in the sense that you have that information to hand now and you have the ability to change your mind now how amazing is that and so i hope those tips helped you how not to care what others think remember i said it don't beat yourself up about this everybody at some point is concerned about how they show up in the world that's different from caring about what other people think changing yourself changing your life for anyone other than yourself and if you are a person of faith god so again you have to make up your mind about um who's going to hold the pen that writes the story of your life thank you so much for listening don't forget to follow us on instagram at notyouraverageofficial for more just quotes inspiration things to just jog you and give you food for thought uh head over to mystylesymphony.com and book a mindset session and lead personal leadership session with me uh as well as a style session because i always say the in and out got to match and as ever thank you so much for listening share with those in your world and i'll see you on the next episode bye